Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is David Fernandez from High Plateau Productions, and you're listening to Beyond the Plateau, a podcast of High Plateau Productions. And we are extremely excited today. We have not done a podcast in quite a while, and we have Paris Paloma and Justin Glasgow. Uh, Paris is an artist out of the UK, and Justin is an amazing producer out of LA. And being kind of vague about that, just one Obviously, High Plateau Productions manages Paris Paloma, so we're trying to keep the excitement down a little bit there. And Justin is someone that High Plateau Productions has worked before in the past and just trusts explicitly with artists' music and vision. And Justin, I can go on and on and on forever. So um, just really quick, let's just get a quick introduction. Paris, you first. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me, High Plateau Productions. It's nice to be here in my bedroom. (laughs) justin introduce yourself hi i'm justin glasgow um coming to you from my studio in los angeles and uh yeah so paris we'll go back like a couple like let's say maybe april of 2022 uh when uh the fruits basically you know, was coming into vision and everything. And at that point, you know, one of the things that you and I had talked about greatly of, you know, getting you into a studio and actually, you know, starting to record. And obviously, you know, that time frame and getting signed uh, by a network and moving in that direction, um, there were a couple of different options that we could have chose of, you know, producing everything. And um, I had known Justin before and worked with Justin and known Justin's work. And, you know, the first few times that I had met Justin, it just really, really kind of popped in my head. Paris Paloma, Paris Paloma, Paris Paloma, Paris Paloma, Paris Paloma. And it was just like, kind of like one of those amazing things. So I think um, for your audience listeners, I think just kind of explain that process because up until September of 2022, you had never really been in an actual studio to record anything. Yeah, I mean, um, so I I wouldn't say I'm a producer currently. I would like to improve in my sort of like self-production and stuff. And prior to September of 2022, I had worked with some amazingly talented sound designers and producers, but I'd never recorded anything that wasn't from a bedroom uh, either on someone else's mic or my own. And the latest stuff that I had made at that point, so that Fruits I had recorded just from my student house in my room and just worked on with uh, like Logic plugins and um, inbuilt Logic instruments on Logic Pro X and stuff like that. So it's, it's 
quite sort of it's a flawed track but it obviously had sort of like a a crazy response and I'm really like grateful because then it it sort of projected me into September where I managed to go to a studio for the first time and you suggested Justin and I thought that was an amazing idea um Justin just seemed like a really great safe person to work with like in a studio for the first time um and yeah so I went and I bought several demos with me and we just got to got to work and it was kind of daunting but really fun just you know yeah so so justin not to put paris on the spot or anything but um obviously i forwarded you over you know her music her spotify link and a couple demos and everything mm -hmm. um like what was what was your first thought process when you heard the music yeah i mean I, the the thing that felt captivating to me was just that like that you had done so much especially with vocals you had done so much arranging uh leading up to w what i heard for the first time um so much kind of harmony building and building moods around vocals and and that was super impressive it just it sounded so cool and it was all, i knew it was all done from your dorm dorm room there at school and which is like i was like well this is this feels like a fully formed idea um and it sounds unique and there's not a ton of production getting in the way of what's happening vocally and i love that kind of production i love i love uh the what we don't do to a, a song you know and, and creating space yeah. around around a voice and a melody and the way that you arranged harmonies i was like and i love harmony arrangements and i love i mean you know this already but like yeah. I, I love working with with singers who have a real vision for how they want their voice to sound and how they want harmonies to support and drive the momentum of a track um and also just using uh manipulating uh vocal textures as a as a form of of production um and like chopping sections and creating samples and and all of those things on top of primarily where i come from as a producer is I lean into the the kind of more organic production lane um, of using real instruments and a hybrid mm -hmm. of real instruments and in the box um, soft synths and then analog synthesizers and all that stuff. So it's a pretty broad range of, of textures. And so I'm not like necessarily in this pop lane where I'm like just laying down loops, grabbing samples, yeah. making beats and having you top line over it. Um, it's all about like where the vocal sits and how do I stay out of its way and how do I remain supportive of it um, and let the song translate. And when the song's already, the song's already translated out of the gate. So a song like Notre Dame, like already, that was really, I remember our first A&R meeting and Marshall saying mm -hmm. like, don't just, just stay out of the way. Like, just like, don't, don't get in the way of what's already there. Um, and I, one thing that was an adjustment for me was getting your your track notes on like, kind of where you felt each demo was in its, um, in its life and from from beginning to end and like some there were some things that from your demos that, like I think Notre Dame was one of them that was like this is finished, mm. like this this one's done we can look at it maybe we'll do some stuff. Spoiler: it, it wasn't. But. Well, uh, but but I was super open to that. Like I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I want to hear. I I would love to like. 
add some thoughts to it, but if it's done, it's done. If I can't, if I can't take it to another level, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not going to get in the way of it. And so, yeah. and I think with labor was kind of a newer song, right? Yeah. It, Cause it was different. Like with Notre Dame versus labor, I'd written both of them in like the same month, I think August of 2022. Uh-huh. Um, I was just like in my student house waiting to move out, just surrounded by boxes with like nothing to do but write like songs. Um, and my guitar was like the only thing that I'd not packed up. So I was just in this sort of period of quite intense writing uh, and finishing these demos of songs. And Notre Dame was one of those that I played with a lot. And I had that whole like choral outro mm-hmm. um, and that was done and I'd I'd recorded that and I'd I had those arrangements how I wanted them and stuff like that um I feel like I probably went into it a bit neurotic and kind of brought it to you because I think it's also I could be very cagey about about my work working with people for the first time and it was like it is daunting going to a studio for the first time and there's a lot of imposter syndrome and stuff like that that you're trying to overcome um at the same time as trying to reassure yourself that you you know I'm still I'm still trying yeah exactly (laughs) so Paris so so Paris, let me stop you right there really quick. So yeah. um, just so our listeners can kind of, you know, close their eyes and envision this. So where Justin sits, where he's, you know, at the panel and doing the magic and everything is yeah. upstairs and the artist is downstairs recording. And at no time can you see Justin or even the first few days that I was there in the studio, you know, mm-hmm. upstairs and everything that what was it like to put those headphones on for the first time? hear Justin come through on those on your in ears and you know start that process like walk us through what you're feeling it was a very cool first day I can't was it Notre Dame that we worked on at first mm-hmm. yeah. um I think it was and so I'd come with that track and like I said labor I just it was literally just a demo and it was just guitar and vocals and so I was like we can play with this like actually no I'd done I'd done like some harmonies on it yeah. um but it wasn't I'd not played at all with it really yeah it um, wasn't really like a beat or anything no um, it was just yeah vocals, and we used, guitars and harmonies. we used I mean I know this is about labor but we we did on Notre Dame we did use like a fair amount of your existing production we used like some of the kind of organ like church yeah. stuff and we used some of the vocal <laughs> effects stuff so yeah that stuff i mean i'll i i love taking those demos and being able to pull those out of logic into ableton or pro tools and like see what's there and really dig into what your original vision is and like have a place like a jumping off point but yeah yeah back to yeah to to answer the question it was a really fun first day and it was a really weird feeling because like I mean I can see where the pit is right now on your screen um it's not the pit it's a very nice room with a grand piano in it and loads of fun stuff and a drum kit and things but it's separated by it for the listener it's separated by a window high up on the wall which looks into the smaller room where Justin sits with his all his exciting things um and I was stood in there like facing away from where that window is and I put the headphones on and your voice starts coming through them and then uh, that's just how we operated um for the rest of the week and it was really fun because it felt like very quickly we built up a a, a trust of like the work that we were working that, that we were making and um I felt like you really felt how important it was and it you know to me and you were incredibly like in invested mm. um 
and so it was it was just a great feeling because it felt like it was one of those oh I'm where I kind of have wanted to be for a really long time moments where you know with those headphones on and you, you know you're talking to me and you can't see me doing all my stupid hand flapping stuff as I'm recording um but <laughs> there was a lot of it um yeah so, so with with Justin uh we won't talk about the two other songs um mm. so so we have so we have labor and yeah. you have the lyrics to labor and i remember you know us getting that in a message and then getting it over to justin and then um justin has this amazing way to um project the lyrics back on the back wall um down below with you so we can all kind of like follow along and everything so walking into it and i know i had heard just a few you know sketches of labor in its real infamacy of just first starting off and everything so as you guys attack that song, because I was just there, I think I was there for like the first two days and then I didn't come back for two days and just kind of wanted you guys to mm. go off into the world. And when I came back on that, like fifth day, I'm like, what the, what are these two we amazing, talked about yeah. Yeah. like just like, you know, having vegetarian carninas and having frothy <laughs> milk in your tea. You know, all these weird, yeah. strange L.A. things. I think it was um, like 106 degrees that day, like yeah, melting. The milk. I was thinking about you guys <laughs> with, like, stare in my eyes after I'd asked for a tea at the cafe down the road, and they'd froth the milk and put it in. I was, that was, that was my only kind of, like, homesick moment, I think. Um, apart from that, I was so good. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Justin, walk us through, like seeing the lyrics and seeing kind of like how Paris was going to go through those lyrics and everything. How did you make those decisions of, you know, what goes where, or, you know, the recommendations of this is going to go here, this might go here. What do you think about Paris? Like walk the listeners through that, your thought process. It it all depends on, I mean, I think it's cool to like sit and just listen to the artists play the song on their chosen instrument and let, that like see how the song feels in that space like because if it if it if the song isn't translating and the arrangement isn't working in that space then it's to me it's not going to work or it's going to rely too heavily on production and hearing it in that really simple demo i was like okay this is already there and i really liked the energy that your that your guitar playing brought to the song so I think I, I found I think I found I made some loops, some kind of organic percussion loop things um, right away once we found a tempo. And then um, and then I ran your we, we played this guitar, this old Yamaha uh, red label guitar. It's similar to the one Elliot Smith used to use. And and it has this pickup in it that's like an electric guitar pickup. So you can run it through effects and an amplifier and stuff like that. So that guitar, the main guitar that you hear in the track is Paris on this old Yamaha with this Galetta electric guitar pickup running through a, like a tremolo pedal into a, um, an old projector amplifier. So you get this really wide electric rhythm guitar slash acoustic guitar thing because we're miking the acoustic guitar and we're miking the amplifier. And it just gave this really unique kind of driving texture on top of the way that Paris attacks the instrument in a way um, mm. that I thought made it really just gave it a lot of energy out of the gate, even though the track is kind of sneaky and how it how it builds. 
Um, it is a sneaky build, I thought yeah. this the other day. Yeah. Because like, I was listening to the end and I went back to the beginning and I'm like, oh, oh it's so, you know, totally. you, did, you did very well. Some totally. wizardry. Yeah, I, I I remember like recording that guitar, and it's we didn't record that in in the in the big room. We recorded no, that yeah, we recorded real, yeah. that in in your and I I remember it taking like a while because I remember trying to figure out where we put like the stops and the palm muting and things like that yeah. because it was so important to both of us. I think just to have the guitar and the vocals is like the really strong uh, bones of the of the track. And that's yeah. when you were speaking earlier about not having stuff that's like too overly produced and kind of relying on real, you know, instruments. That's yeah. that's that's what that made me think of. It was a really great way to start it, I think. So um, fun. And and so yeah. like the bass, I think the bass on that track is a um uh it's a rubber bridge it's a baritone rubber bridge guitar that's tuned B to B running through a, a boss octave pedal. So it's like you're getting these sub bass notes. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really, that and the acoustic guitar doing the multi output thing um, are kind of the core instruments to the, to the song. Um, and I think give it a really unique texture. It almost sounds like an upright bass, but it doesn't have that fretless quality to it. Um, and I'm always looking for stuff like that. That's like a lot of people are using these rubber bridge guitars and, and I, I have a few of them and they're so great, but I, I like to like figure out ways to take those things that are, have become really in vogue and common um, and then try to reinvent them further and, and make it, you know, so that it's something unique, not just pulling up a patch on a logic synth and like using the first bass that comes to mind because we have to get a bass down, like just being kind of thoughtful about those things. And I think the drums were interesting because it's a, it's a combination of, um, sample library drums uh big like taiko uh toms um and uh and real drums and if i remember correctly our real drum session i i just went down and like i had some sounds dialed in and i went and kind of played through a pass and i remember you very politely writing back and being like the drums aren't right and and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. We all have egos and mine is just as fragile as anybody else. But I've learned how to be like, OK, let's go. Let's find the thing. Um, and we did. I remember that. I was yeah. so in love with what you'd done. Um, yeah, I already. When we, well, you yeah, know, and I it just I was so mesmerized by the drums that you I remember we compared them to two things. The drums in the main track, I kept calling them the Mandalorian drums because it kind of yeah, reminded yeah. me of the drums in the Mandalorian uh, soundtrack. And then also for the pre-chorus before the second chorus, I remember you telling me, you were like, I've done some drums. They sound Alt-J as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had sent, oh, I forgot I did this when I sent you like mood boards for the songs. Yeah. The first so, thing you said was like, wow, this girl really likes Alt J. <laughs> Paris, let's back up to that really quick. So, you're, yeah. so your listeners kind of understand that is that you're a huge fan of mood boards and explain what a mood board is. Um, I just, I really enjoy having like points of reference whenever I, I don't know whether it comes from a place of kind of wanting to be completely understood. I think that's mm. shockingly I'm a songwriter and I probably have a fear of being like unheard or misunderstood about like my work and stuff like that so I think whenever I work with someone new I always want to have like a vibe mood board so I tend to put songs in playlists and things like that maybe I should make it maybe I should make it public like the one that I put in labor I feel like it's yeah. probably all J 
I need to yeah, look at what's I in know. it. I, I think, think that's a, I think that's an awesome idea. Absolutely. I think it's a lot of uh, Alt J, Cosmo Sheldrake, and Hosier. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I can't actually find it right now. But I um, think, I think yeah. there was a lot of Alt J on it. Okay, so so you have this song going, and you have all these pieces and everything, and. I remember coming back to the studio, um, giving you guys a few days and everything and checking back in and everything. And then all of a sudden, like, I think we're all up in the control room and we make some final decisions of like, what more can we do or what less can we do or what other things do we need? And there was like two major things I think that happened um, at the back end of this. One was adding another guitar, um, some guitar extra to the song. But also at the, what, the last minute or so is this amazing chanting. So, and I, I know, Paris, there's been a lot of comments um, on your socials and on my socials as well, too. Like this, you know, what is this? Like, is it a choir? Is it a group of kids or whatnot? Walk us through that. How did that idea, because I wasn't there in the room of when those, are, those, things, those things happened. Like, what happened? Yeah, so we knew that we were going to have chanting. I kind of, like, we'd established that. Um, I forgot about it because I was only there for, like, seven days. I didn't know if there would be time for me to do it in person, but I knew I kind of wanted to be in the room. I wanted to have everyone in the room. I didn't want to have people individually recording it. Um, and it needed to be, like, a collective women's moment, I think. Yeah. Um, and so thanks to you, David and Justin, we got Natalie and Nolan and Annabelle. Um and Annabelle Lee actually has a new album out, which came out yesterday, everyone. Go and listen yeah, to it. She's yeah. just this amazing powerhouse of, like... Mm. And, it, and also someone that Justin works with pretty frequently, who, when I was looking at who you were, I was like, oh, so he's probably a pretty cool person um, <laughs> if he's been working with her. But, um, yeah, and we all came into... It was my last day. I was meant to have a flight out. I was. I did have a flight out that evening, so I was in my, like, airport clothes. Oh, yeah. And the four of us just stood in this room, um, and they were just fucking amazing. Sorry. Uh, they were amazing and um they picked it up so quickly I did rem I do remember having to write like marks on the wall where they should breathe because yeah. it took a while um and Annabelle kept singing 24 hour baby machine um <laughs> which was really funny um but it was it was really great and it was just screaming in a room with these women on a random Monday um which I think is just a nice experience that doesn't get to happen a lot and it just sounds amazing i know uh, there's been speculation as to whether it's like kids voices it's it's for women it's us us for women um i don't know someone might have justin do you have, there, have any kids stuck oh. onto the track i'm not sure no no kids no kids <laughs> well i think we can't, we can't i think it was kids vocal union <laughs> what was kind of cool about it is is that with annabelle with natalie and with nolan like it's all they're three different voices um three different you know, styles of music. I mean, obviously, Annabelle and Justin, you've worked with Natalie before, haven't you? Yeah, I produced her last two singles. Mm. And then Nolan is in a band called Noloon um, out of L.A. And Natalie is um, her own artist and obviously with Annabelle um, and Annabelle dropping an album recently and everything. So we also used, did, did we use that mic that I brought for that one? Yeah, we used we the did. trumpet last yeah. uh which which model is it? It's so good. I just used it the other day. Cool. The, 
the yeah. three of them were so well selected because like Natalie's just got this really pretty like vocal that that sounds so so strong when she was singing like that and and Annabelle just has this completely it's it's such a strong vocal and she's so she's so good at shouting as in and making it sound good I'm not that great at it but she is so <laughs> she's so good at it and then no Nolan yeah. has wonderful like folky voice that just I don't know it was like three very different things so it made for a really full sound and I was just so happy with how it went and they were so they were so nice and so great and it was just lovely to meet them um yeah, yeah. Annabelle that that the Annabelle ask happened the night before oh my god I, yeah because it was just I meant to be Natalie and no then I think right. I sent her a text at like 11 at night or something so she's that, so great yeah she I came and she was just like, full of energy yeah, I remember just being like, "I want to be you." Um, yes. So one one of, one of the cool things is like, uh, so we we get that chanting session, and then I have to get Paris back to LAX, which is only literally like ten miles from where Justin's studio is, but it's going to take us an hour and twenty minutes. Those of you who know LA traffic and whatnot, so um, we snap amazing Polaroids because we always do that with Justin um, and Paris is in love with Polaroids too. And she just actually just, um, you know, held it up and everything. And so did Justin, this is like, cool. And then on top of that, which, which I totally love is like that glass that looks down into the recording. Like you put Paris's name and the date and everything of when we finished up that recording, but with the listeners, now that the listeners will know this, is that so Paris gets up back on a plane, goes back to LA, and then obviously with amazing technology these days of being able to do Zoom calls or remote sessions and whatnot, um, you two come up with another idea of adding another guitar um, to labor. And for listeners, um, you know, you can hear it if you have, you know, decent headphones, you can really, really hear it because um, what, how, Justin, how you, added that in and produced that was just absolutely phenomenal. So walk us through that last little tidbit there to get that piece on. Well, we had talked about up to that point, instrumentally, there had only been um, Paris and I as instrumentalists on this music. And, and that kind of happens. Like I'm an, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I'm a drummer primarily, but like, you know, we're just surrounded by instruments in this space. And so if it's a, this, this particular, sometimes I, sometimes we get a full band in here and we track that way and that's really fun um but honestly like for what we were doing and what our goals were like my favorite way of making tracks is is this world building mentality of just like starting from the ground up with a vision and being surprised by um things that we like and and you know staying open to like different textures and really looking for very specific unique sounds that that suit the song which you don't always get that when you're like tracking with a live band and you've got you know like well that's the guitar player sound right now and i don't have enough time to to like really dial that in because we've got all these other people in the room and time is money and we have to do the thing so um at one point uh, we had talked about bringing in other instrumentalists. I think we had talked about maybe doing a cellist at one point. We had talked about a guest mm. vocalist on some stuff. And um, and then this idea came up uh, to bring in a guitarist. And, and I played a, a lot of guitars. Paris played a lot of guitars on this on this on uh, these songs that we worked on. Um, but she was wearing a Phoebe Bridgers uh, <laughs> concert t-shirt. Uh, 
from the last tour because you had just seen her like a couple months prior right like in the I spring literally saw her like a month before yeah yeah um. and I was like oh cool I was like I was like she's amazing you know obviously like we all love uh her here in LA and the records that she's making are just like all of these musician nerds in this community are fans of what she is doing and what um the people in her group and her community are doing it's it's it really is like making it possible for a lot of us to just make really interesting choices and not be stuck in a in a in one lane because because they're making music that's that's widely heard and um and seen as popular it's seen as pop music um but also just really beautiful and interesting and so I was like, I mean, I was like, her guitar player is a friend of mine, um, uh, Harrison Whitford. I was like, we should totally get him to play guitar on this on this song and, and one other. Um, and you were very excited. And I was very excited because I love Perry. And it was just like, that was a great session. So it was all remote. It was all over Zoom and audio movers is this. It was, I rem I was so tired, but like so excited. Yeah. I felt like a kid at Christmas. Cause, it was like um, 1 a.m. for was, you or something. It was 10, we started at 10 a.m. The yeah. session was like 4, uh, 10, 10 p.m. for me, sorry. Yeah. Um, And the session was like four hours because Harrison is so thorough and he did like an amazing job. He did so many passes and also two things. One, I really hope Harrison didn't see that photo of me wearing the few Bridges t-shirt because it's kind of like embarrassing. Um, and Because I, I realized that I'd, be, that I'd worn it like two days in a row, like in LA and there were several photos anyway. Um, but also I just, I became, since you mentioned him, I became obsessed with Harrison's own music. And yeah, I, I do this like dumb little song of the day thing on my Instagram stories. I've been pretty bad at it recently actually, because I've been busy. But um, I started that because of his song, Secret Garden. Um, I think I listened to it like every day for the month of September and was completely obsessed. I've not told him this, but, um, and anyway, so he, yeah, he came in and we did this remote session and I was so tired, but like, it was so amazing just to watch him work. Cause I, I knew that I wanted an electric guitar on, on labor. Um, and there's also another song that we've worked on, which is going to remain secret for like a little bit longer. Um, but there's a little bit longer, um, but it's also kind of that one I, I view as it's almost like a call and response to labor um mm -hmm. kind of in its in its mood not not necessarily yeah. explicitly matter. and he also he hopped on that one as well um yeah and i was super grateful to you for suggesting it because like you said it's it's great to have more than just you know producer and artist as instrumentalists on a track and yeah, it it really speaks that world building i really felt that when you mentioned that um of a track yeah so I, I I think the big question is like once the listeners hear all these songs, um, we're gonna see you and Justin together again, maybe in the future here on some songs. I hope 100%. so. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Sorry, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, you 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 name name the time and in place. I have episode. like demos which i've written which i put little mental post-it notes on that i'm like no nah, that's for justin justin has to work on that I, 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 and, and i i can attest to that so um <laughs> obviously there's a couple other people i mean ryan lipman did an amazing job of exactly. of, of, of mixing of mixing labor just absolutely yeah. absolutely spot on and then obviously paris's um partners over at network of you know of the guidance and everything and you know the rollout and everything and super excited um Legendary. about 
Ted Jensen mastered it. And, and, I, and Ted Jensen mastered that yep. too. And he's in Nashville, correct? He's in Nashville, yep. In Nashville. So um, we have so we have UK. Well, we have kind of London. We have LA. I'm in Temecula, California. We had network is all over the place. And, you know, just, just a litany of just wonderful human beings. So the song comes out on March 24th. Um, uh, obviously, the uh, pre-save link is up in Paris's uh, bio on Instagram. It's on High Plateau's bio on Instagram. Um, Justin can be found on Instagram at, it's just Justin Glasgow, correct? Yep, G-L-A-S-C-O. Yeah. Correct. And obviously the listeners know where to find Paris Paloma. Um, so uh, just a huge uh, favor to the fans out there. If you haven't pre-saved uh, the song, uh, go on over and uh, hit that pre-save. And that way it's delivered to you on your favorite streaming platform uh, the moment yep. that it's the released link, on streaming the platforms. Link in, the link is in both my Instagram and TikTok bios. And, um, and your TikTok. Um, and then also, um, there is an amazing, that has nothing to do with Justin, but um, there, well, obviously he did the song, but there's an amazing video for Labor as well too, correct, Paris? Yes, there is. It was incredibly fun to shoot. Um, the the mood board was literally just a photo of Lord Dennis or eating tomatoes in Return so of the King. I, so yeah. as what Justin had said earlier, I think it'd be kind of cool to share that mood board out there with, with the fans to get like uh, a feel for that. So um, yeah. Justin, one, once again, just, you know, thank you for, you know, the guidance for Paris and everything too. Like that, those sessions were just really, 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 really fun. I mean, I think we only took a few breaks and everything. I know we took our mandatory, you know, hour lunch break and, you know, but just to see you two work together and just the full flow of ideas and everything was just absolutely amazing. But also at the same time, trying to keep the songs as simple as possible and, one, you know, just the full-on input from Paris, too. It's like, mm -hmm. that's just a dream and everything from Absolutely. on a management sort of level. So, um, once again, folks, uh, we have uh, March 24th uh, for the single for labor. Um, huge thank you to Annabelle, Natalie, and Nolan, who um, sang um, the chanting on the song. A uh, huge shout-out to Network and to Ryan Lipman and to Ted Jensen um, for mastering the song. And uh, we hope to hear from everybody soon. So, um, Justin Paris, thank you for this 35 minutes or so. And uh, looking forward to seeing what's in the near, near future for both of us, for both of you, and for all the music, and for all the lovers of Paris Plama and Justin Glasgow. So, you've been listening to Beyond the Plateau um, from High Plateau Productions. Justin Paris, say a big, huge um, goodbye, and we'll Bye. end this. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Great awesome. Guys. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.